You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators and this is The Food Code. Monday. Yay. I can't wait to hear what people think of our Never Have I Ever. So if you guys have listened to that episode that went up last Wednesday, take a screenshot. Maybe we really enjoyed it, but other people didn't, but it was, <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Take a screenshot and tag us if you enjoyed it. And yes. like, tell us like what was the what funniest was your favorite part? question that we answered. Yeah. Or like the funniest part for you. Okay. So today we are going to be talking about like it matters where you start. Yes. I think this is one thing that's really, and this is one thing I struggled with personally um, for a really long time is like thinking that a new program was going to give me drastically different results, even though I was doing everything right already. Mm-hmm. Like, or like a different macro prescription. Totally. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's important to know your baseline. You know, people come to us and they want to lose weight, right? Yep. Or they want to lose fat, change their body composition, maybe get stronger. It's like, okay, well, what are you currently doing? Yep. If you're already walking 10, 15,000 steps, like that's a baseline. It's yeah. not, you know, like someone who's not dieting at all and is very sedentary and yeah. they're going to go into a calorie deficit, start to see results immediately and probably pretty drastic results if they're starting to do a lot of things on top of each Mm -hmm. other like change their nutrition on top of starting to move more on top of exercising on top of drinking more water like on top of cutting out alcohol and on top of sleeping more like they're going to see so many different changes that are going to compile and give them pretty fast results right away which is why you cannot trust the fad diets and the results that people say they get because the people that get results on those diets probably have never dieted before or they weren't coming in already being in a calorie deficit or already working out a ton. Like this is so important to understand because it can create a ton of frustration if you are not thinking about this. Especially if you're someone who has been chronically dieting, yes. right? Like you've been trying to undereat and over, you know, do more output uh, and you just keep spinning in the cycle, staying stuck because your body is at a place where it is literally fighting you day in and day out because it's trying to do its best mm-hmm. to keep you alive. And so you've adapted. We've talked about this in other podcasts. We've talked about why we created metabolic prehab, right? So if you're coming to us and you're saying, yeah, I want to lose weight, but I'm only eating 1200 calories right now. Like there's no other place for us to take you except no. for reverse you out of this, give your body the nutrients that it needs and restore hormones, metabolism, biofeedback before you can start to see the results because you've been in this deficit for so long. I I posted something the other day that I was reading and I was like, gosh, this is so perfect. And it said, so many people think that they need to lose weight to become healthy, Mm -hmm. but it's completely the opposite. You have to become healthy in order to be able to lose weight. I loved that post. And it's so like people don't get it. They don't get it. Like, it's just like, they're like, well, I, you know, I've been doing this and I've been doing this and I haven't been eating very much and I've been eating super healthy and I'm not losing weight. Well, what, what else can I be doing? Healing your body. Yeah. Like you're not, if your body feels threatened, if it feels unhealthy in any ways, it's not going to lose weight guys. Losing weight is like a luxury. Mm -hmm. It's like when your body feels it has everything it needs, it's like, oh, I can shed some weight. Yeah. But if your body's not getting what it needs, it's not going to lose weight. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you also have to look at like all of the things that you've been doing, right? Like they have an accumulative effect, right? Mm -hmm. And so 
you could be at a place where you're on the brink of a breakthrough and you just need to be consistent or need to dial things in a little bit further. So, you know, when we look at like macros or how much people are eating, I always tell people if you struggle to hit all of your numbers, just hit your protein and your calories. But after you've been doing things for so long, you need to then really dial in and get in with like a gram or two of your macronutrient recommendation, right? If you really want to make those kind of like fast or not fast, but those final like changes, um, or really get to the details. So that's the other thing is like, if you're someone who's already been doing a lot of things, right, your progress is going to be slower. The changes that you see may take 60, 90 days for you to see that ab definition that you're looking yeah. for. And, and it's going to be small over time. It's the law of diminishing returns. Like it's seen in all areas of life. Mm-hmm. You have to understand this, that like you might start out losing half a pound to a pound a week, which is in all honesty, pretty fa- rapid weight loss. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen every week, week no. over week. I've seen this happen with like a 1% of my client clients that I have. It's usually males that lose that consistently for that long. Yep. It's, I don't see it otherwise. Like it doesn't, because the body doesn't act like that. The body is not black and white guys. It has mechanisms that try to protect us, that try to change so that it's in a, you know, homeostasis and stable. It's that it doesn't like change. Well, and if you're always using the scale as your measure of success, Mm -hmm. then you better understand every single fluctuation. I posted this morning on my stories. I got on the scale. I wasn't super happy. And I was like, Oh, wait a second. Uh, yesterday I had more sodium than I have had because I made chicken enchiladas. Yep. Right canned sauce has a crap ton of sodium. Oh, and my cycle is about to come. So I'm probably holding on to some water retention and I'm sore because I had a really intense workout and walked twice for 45 minutes because I wanted to support art on his 45 minute walk. I only did one of them with the vest, but like understand what all these fluctuations are going to be on the scale. Don't just get on the scale, you know, once a week and be like, Oh, it didn't change. You might've actually lost some fat, but it's being masked with a little bit of water retention. So you have to understand what are all the different things and what are all the different variables that go into that scale weight. So let's talk about the expectations of change too. Yeah. Like I think this is where people find the most frustration is that they have high expectations of change, but they either one aren't willing to do some of the work that's required of those expectations Mm -hmm. of change or two, they're kind of delirious in what normal expectations are. I feel like you're hesitating with this sentence right now. I, I don't want to be mean. Okay. And I feel like I come off as mean because I get very passionate about this, but here's the thing guys losing a half a pound to a pound a week is considered drastic weight loss. Mm-hmm. Like that is rapid, drastic weight loss. And like I said, it's not going to happen every week. The body doesn't work like that. It's not like an input immediately gets an output. Like yeah. Liz said, sometimes these things take 30, 60, 90 days to reap because you got to think what you're giving your body now, the nutrients, the vitamins, the minerals, it's going to utilize to recreate cells. It's going to utilize to recreate skin cells and brain cells and all those things that then impact and shift long term. Yeah. You know, I don't think delusional it, it it it's not the right word. I think what you were trying to say is people have unrealistic expectations because of what they've seen in the media, right? Yes. You stand in the checkout line and you see the latest Dr. Oz. I think this guy has like 
400 new diets a year or some shit, right? But you see the latest tabloid that says lose 35 pounds in 30 days, right? Or you see an ad for a detox skinny tea and like you drink this and magic, you know, magic is going to happen and fat's going to melt off and it creates this unrealistic expectation. So when you go to make a change and a sustainable change, you're disappointed automatically because you think for whatever reason you should have lost five pounds. Yeah. Right. Because you made all of these different changes. It's also important to preface here that that half a pound to a pound a week is happening. If you're in a good health profile, if all things are aligned, right? Your hormones are good. Your sleep is solid. You're not overtraining. You're not under eating in like a crazy calorie deficit. You know, I think anything more than like five to 600 calorie deficit a day is more of a, it's a little intense, intense. Yeah. And it's going to do some damage. Yeah. And so I think it's just important to give yourself grace as you go into this process because it's not going to be like Becca said, it's not going to be the same week over week. You're going to have weeks where you don't see change. And then the next week you might see a two pound difference. Yeah. And also guys, the thought here is like, I think sometimes just dropping expectations all together in a, in a weird way. Like when you go into these processes and just focusing on, I'm going to start making better choices for my health. I talk about this all the time and I kind of joke about it, but like in a serious way, what's bad mm-hmm. about eating well and treating your body right? What negatives are going to come from that? It's like, not as enjoyable. It's not as pleasurable for people. And so they see it as something. Sacrificing. Right. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. I get that. But I think sometimes people go into these things like I talked about a little bit ago, like, People focus so much on the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Like, what do I have to give up? What do I have to do for this? Versus just being obedient and committing. It's kind of, it was a lesson from the Bible that I was reading. It's like just committing to the process without mm-hmm. expectations, without, I have to do, I have to get these results or else. Mm-hmm. Like, or else what? Or else the plan's not working and I need like, a new plan. And so I'm going to hop diet tonight. We all know the, the program clickers, right? And you're they, in the same <laughs> spot as you were 10 years ago because yeah. you've been doing this for the past yeah. 10 years. Like, and, and it's hard to get people to wrap their head around like, it might take me a year, but I would challenge you to say what you've been doing, all these fad diets, all these trends that you've been trying to follow because your friend Susie did it isn't working for you. Like, let's have a hard truth moment here. It's not working. You've been trying to lose weight for about five, six, maybe 10 years, and you're stuck in the same place. It's time to step away, like Becca said, from just focusing on the outcome and start to look at what the process is like. What is the discipline you're going to build? How are you going to start to shift and make changes for your longevity of life so you can play with your kids so that they can look up to you so they you don't have to demonize food that you can, you know, enjoy your lifestyle while still making progress towards your goals. And part of this is understanding that constant change isn't bringing you change. No. By that, starting a new diet every 30 days or every 2 weeks because you didn't see fast enough results. Well, I'd beg to challenge you that you probably didn't follow that diet to the long enough or long enough and that's the other thing that people talk to us a lot about is like well we're we're not going to change anything this week we're not going to do anything different no it's about consistency guys Mm -hmm. it's about doing the right thing over and over again versus trying to think that it's just it needs to be constant like well change up my macros or change up the foods i'm eating or change up the workout i'm doing like Training cycles should be probably about 12 to 16 weeks Mm -hmm. at minimum to like see true progress of working on the same movements and same with diet. Like it is about being consistent with eating quality foods that are nourishing to your body and the right amounts for your body 
over and over again, day after day. So it's kind of, this is a great analogy that you just brought up or that you just mentioned with the fitness, right? You don't go into the gym and start doing your squat, your deadlift and your bench for two weeks and all of a sudden can lift crazy amount of weight. You know, you have to build and really work over time Mm -hmm. and then you might have some time where you stall out or maybe you backtrack a little bit. Totally. Primarily because your nutrition wasn't on point (laughs) for that season of training, right? But if your training cycle is 12 to 16 weeks at the end of that training cycle, you hope to increase your weight by what? Five, 10 pounds. Yeah. I was going to say 10, yeah, 15, depending upon where depending you're, on starting, where you're starting. starting. Yep. Again, the whole point of this podcast is it matters where you start. Mm-hmm. So if you start never lifting before and you start at lifting the bar, sure. A month from now you might be lifting 135 pounds, yeah. right? That's a little bit different than somebody who squats, analogy for nutrition (laughs) right if you're starting never having dieted before never having tried to take any changes and now all of a sudden you're making all these changes yeah you're gonna see really rapid results you guys got to think about like we don't create these expectations around anything else in our life except for nutrition Mm -hmm. and we need to stop yeah we need to stop yeah we know that you're desperate we know that you are frustrated we know that you're in a place where you just want to feel better But that's what I think sets us apart from a lot of other diets and programs out there is that we don't look at just the food. Like we dig into your past. Mm -hmm. We dig into understanding why you've done the things you've done in the past, why maybe you've self-sabotaged, why you haven't seen the results you're not getting and working on the mindset piece. I actually had a conversation the other day with one of my clients and she was mentioning that like she felt like she was, you know, putting a lot on me with a lot of frustration she was having and, you know, personal struggles she was having. And I was like, this is a huge part of what I deal with all my clients about. <laughs> yeah. It's like, kind of like it's a not ther- just you. It's kind of like a therapeutic, uh, therapeutic coach. Exactly. You know? Like I told her, I was like, we all have our crazy. Yeah. It's just different. Like it is so much of this journey is your mindset. Absolutely. And you know, when we look at what we do with clients, a large part of it is getting to understand your lifestyle and your past. Yeah. Right. And laying the solid foundation. I have three new clients that started this week. One-on-one. None of them got macros. No. Why? They're not drinking water. They're not walking. They're not moving. And they're not sleeping. And so until those three things are improved, it doesn't matter what they eat. If you eat 1,500 calories or 1,800 calories, I'm not concerned about that probably for the next three or four weeks. What I'm concerned about is laying a solid foundation, getting sort of your food quality to start to change and getting some of these foundational habits laid. And so this is where I always ask like, are these other diets looking at these things? Are these other diets or programs that you've done in the past, like where you get a meal plan template and it says, eat this for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Are they looking at your past? Do they understand what your long-term goal is and why you want to get there? So that kind of brings us to part two. And that is you need to know why this really matters. At the end of the day, all of the changes that you're going to make on a lifestyle change, journey, whatever you want to call it, you got to know why this shit matters. I'm telling you, if you don't know your why and you don't know this deeper meaning when you aren't feeling like it or your motivation leaves, which it will ebb and flow, but most of the time it's not there. No. Right. What's going to be the thing that drives you forward? So like I made a post about this on my personal page a couple of days ago talking about like it matters because I want to be confident in myself and being confident in myself allows me to show up for other relationships better, right? Prioritizing myself and that time and feeling good gives me energy to play with Marcus, to not be frustrated when I'm around him, right? Less stress, all of these different things. And so really, if you can step back 
and you can start to focus on the journey and what this journey is going to teach you. I always like to say it's like more about unbecoming, right? Mm -hmm. What if the journey was more about unbecoming, unbecoming all of the false beliefs that you have, the stories that you're telling yourself, the limiting beliefs, the bad habits, the addiction to food, your demonization of food, your relationship with food. Like what if it's about unbecoming? Yeah. All of those things to become the person that you truly want to be. Yeah. That's happy and healthy and confident. Because at the end of the day, no one really gives a shit what they weigh on the scale. It's no. more about how they feel in their clothes. Absolutely. And, you know? Absolutely. I think that's so true. And I think that, you know, a big part of that for me is like, I'm almost 15 pounds heavier than I was at my leanest. And I'm so much happier than I've ever been. Mm-hmm. Like, I enjoy my life. I still move my body in ways that make me feel great. I still feel great in my own skin. And it's, I think a big part about like being proud and confident of the discipline I have around food and my exercise of, you know, my healthy relationship with food that I now have where I don't make myself feel bad for eating certain things anymore. I don't, you know, worry every day if I go over calorie intake. A lot of days I don't even track anymore just because I don't feel like it. Like those things I'm so proud of that I have become much more confident in. And I think that's the biggest thing is the insecurities that a lot of people come to us with are not just about weight. It's about them and how they feel about, you know, knowing food and knowing what to do. And that insecurity transcends into so many other pieces Mm. of their life to where they just don't have confidence at all in anything. Mm -hmm. And I think when you start to have confidence in like treating your body well, it is, it, it creates this ripple effect into so many other places of your life because now you're a confident person. Like you make better decisions. I had one of my clients just email me that mentioned like I said no to something that I've been trying to say no to for over a year. Mm -hmm. And she's like, it's such a great feeling. And I, it's a huge part of the journey, Mm -hmm. like nothing to do with food. It's building that discipline. You know, it's passing the test, right? Like the way that I look at some of these things is like every time that we are faced with a decision, it's almost a test, right? Mm -hmm. Are you going to choose the chocolate cake or are you going to choose the yogurt that you brought for your snack today? Right? Yep. Because here's the thing. A year from now, when you don't work at the job that you currently have anymore because you quit and found a new job, (laughs) Sally that you left behind at your old job doesn't really care if you ate her chocolate cake for her birthday. Like you got to do this for you. You got to show up for you. And part of that is building that discipline and practicing Mm -hmm. that discipline. And ultimately every time that you make a decision, you get a little bit better at it. That muscle starts to grow. Like we talked about like building the discipline muscle, right? Um, And through that you build mental resilience, you build confidence and it does get easier. It does guys. And I think you also learn to choose. You learn to pick and choose your battles. Like mm-hmm. choose what's important to you and choose what isn't, yep. you know, in, in terms of food and alcohol or whatever it might be. Like I've gotten much better at picking and choosing situations where I'm like, I really don't need to have this glass of wine right now. Like it's not a special occasion. It's not anything that's going to serve me. Like mm-hmm. I don't really want it actually. And so I choose not to have it. And then there's other times where it's totally worth it for me. And I'm like, I'm out with family and friends that I haven't seen in a while. They're all drinking. I'm going to have a couple drinks. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to feel. And so like, I think having this confidence also allows you to then not give in to the peer pressure that you create sometimes, or maybe other people create. I love what you just said there. Let's go back. The peer pressure that you create sometimes Mm -hmm. 
a lot of times we hear from clients, well, I felt bad because it was her birthday. And or so- everyone else was drinking. And so mm-hmm. I felt like I wanted to drink or I, you know, it can't be fun if everyone else is drinking and I'm not drinking. Mm-hmm. Like we create that guys. I mean, yes, I think some of you do have those friends that shove things down your throat. Oh, and there- unfortunately, those people do exist. <laughs> There's the Karens. I talked yes. about it in my story this morning. There so are totally the Karens. You know, thank you for your concern. And Karen. guess what? They are projecting because they feel bad about what they're doing and you have the strength and capability not to do and they want to get you on their level. Yeah. But I I just really think that there is a lot of times that like we go into situations expecting ourselves to fail because we think that other people are going to be watching, you know, what we're eating. Do you go to parties and observe what every single person there is eating and drinking? I don't know. Like, I really don't care what they're eating. Not or drinking. really. I'm there for the enjoyment of the company, especially now after we've yeah. been locked inside. It's like freedom to be able to see your family and friends again and be in person and have that connection. So like no one gives a shit. Like, no. Just wrap your head around this, that you're creating this peer pressure. Yep. And if you're doing that because you want a reason, why don't you just say, hey, I want to have a planned deviation and yeah. I want to enjoy some drinks. I want to have a piece of cake just take ownership for it. Yeah. Because I, I don't know. I just, I think you have to stop blaming other people for your food choices because they didn't put the cake in your mouth and make you swallow it. Right. And so just, I I wanted to pause there because I thought that was such a powerful thing that you said that like we create this peer pressure and you know, I have been in situations where people ask me like, why don't you want this or you know, whatever. And I've said, you know, right now it just doesn't serve my goals or I just don't, I feel like feel like it. feel like having it no. today, and, and that's okay. I think when, it's when you focus on this journey of becoming and like Liz was saying, unbecoming and becoming, like you can change who you are, guys. I think so many people have this limiting belief of like I'm lazy, I can't do this because I've never succeeded before. Like we put this limitation on ourselves, and our life is all about our perspective. It is all about what we believe to be. Yep. And so you have to understand that although, like I've said, it is hard, guys, it is so hard, but you can become a different person. Mm-hmm. You can become someone that you're proud of, that you are confident in, and that you make your own decisions. But you have to focus on the journey of that becoming. You have to focus on the little daily things that you do day in and day out that make you happy yeah. to be there. Because if you're not happy, it's not going to last. Yeah. Don't focus so much on the outcome that no. it robs you of your joy in the process. And that uh, that's all you focus on so then you stop doing things because you don't don't see the outcome you want and then you give up and then you're flip-flopping on different like that is what the vicious cycle Mm -hmm. relies on is you focusing only on the scale yeah and if you don't see the weight drop five pounds in the first week the diet doesn't work and you got to skip on to something else you know it's like if you step back and you focus on the journey and making lasting change and you make the connection we focus on this a lot in metabolic prehab like what is the connection here between going for walks and drinking more water how is that showing up in your life you're going to the bathroom more you have more energy your skin's clearer you have less stress because you made some time for yourself right and so it's more than just we believe as coaches our job is to change people's lives. And so it's way more than just like saying, you know, choose the apple over the donut. Like you don't need me to tell you that you need me to help you unravel the shit that's in your head and the 
limiting beliefs that you have around why you can't change and for some people progress looks like choosing the apple over the donut for other people progress looks like choosing the donut over the apple and not demonizing the Mm. the donut or making themselves feel horrible about eating it very true progress is very different for everyone guys Mm -hmm. and for me that was the case that was my progress is not hating myself for eating foods that i thought were bad and for other people, it's going to be choosing the right thing for their body so that they can start to feel better and yeah. know what that feels like. And so understand that everyone's journey is different, which is why you cannot compare. And you need to understand that the journey is so much more important than the end result that you get on that scale. Because guess what? No one sees the number on that scale other than you. Everyone sees your happiness. Everyone sees your confidence. Everyone sees you being a better person because of the actions you're taking. And so which would you rather? Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Yeah. And I think too, you give yourself a lot more joy on the journey because you get to celebrate all these uh, milestones, right? Like you've, you all have probably heard me say this analogy of like the green check mark on the calendar or the red X. And if you get a calendar out and you say, I'm going to drink a gallon of water a day, or I'm going to hit 10,000 steps a day for this month, you get gratification from doing that green check mark. Every single one of those is a celebration. It's a little milestone for you. It's a small victory. And all of those small victories are so much better than one moment on the scale. And then you're like, okay, that's it. Like what, what's next? Like, that's how I felt. I got to 143. That was the lowest weight that I ever got. And I was doing crazy weight watcher, zero point, everything going to the gym twice a day not going out with my friends, even in college. I wasn't mm-hmm. drinking, right? I got down to that number on the scale. I was freaking miserable. Yep. Didn't feel good. All the things you've all heard me talk about before. And then I was like, okay, what's next? Well, there wasn't anything that was next because it, you know, I had worked so hard. It didn't work. And restricted so huh? long that what's next was I spiraled my way back up to 200 because I quote unquote deserved all the food that I had been restricting yep. for months on end. And then yep. that turned into, I'll start again on Monday and then I'll start again on Monday and then up to 200, 203 or whatever it was again. Yep. So, you know, if you just step back, you look at the journey, you look at the process, you celebrate all of these milestones and small wins. That is going to be what makes it a lasting, meaningful change. Absolutely. So we got on some tangents. We say all this with love because we want you all to succeed. Mm-hmm. Just remember that it does matter where you start from. And the journey is the most beautiful thing in this process. So have a great Monday. We'll be back on Wednesday. and We'll talk to you soon. Thank you for spending your time with us. We are honored to be able to help educate you and improve your life. If you've enjoyed this, please take a screenshot share it on Instagram and tag us at lsn.coach and leave us a five-star reading and review on iTunes as this helps us grow and reach others. So if you have any questions, feel free to shoot us a DM or an email and we will talk to you soon. Have a great day.